Hello, this is Lisa LaRose here on Connect to Love on PRNFM, and I'm joined by the incredible Michael J. Russ here on this Valentine's Day. I want to say welcome, Michael, and happy Valentine's to you. Thank you. Welcome. Happy Valentine's Day to you as well. This is Connect to Love, so we are all about love, and this is our day. It is, truly, truly, and my heart is overflowing. I just, you know, I feel you in my heart, and I think about all of the things that you inspire me, and it's just it's just an honor and a pleasure, and it's a delight to have all of our audience members tuning in to us. I mean, we have people from all over the world, and we feel you in our heart, and we're so grateful that you're here, and we wish you a, a happy Valentine's Day, not just on Valentine's, but every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great idea. I mean, we, we have to have that mindset, you know, if, if we're talking about love 365. You know, love, mm-hmm. think it, act it, be it, do it, intend it, um, all of those things. Uh, it makes life much more fulfilling. And it does. Yeah, love, love is the essence of who we are. So um, in this life or any other life, love is the one constant. Love. Love and, and life are the one constant. Uh, are the constants that we have, and, and that that um, it, it's why we seek it. In my view, in this in this world, in this life, we seek it our entire lives. We seek a depth mm-hmm. of it that, uh, that we we seek to obtain a depth of it that uh, it just it's like a uh, a lifelong intention for that reason. It is so true. It's so true. And I think, Michael, I was I was thinking about you this morning, and I thought, you know, when I was a kid, I would imagine that if you and I went to the same school, that we would have been friends and that we would have been out there on the playground creating lots of, lots of fun antics and lots of different things that we would be doing besides playing. We used to play cops and robbers and Batman and Robin, oh, yeah. and I would always want to be Catwoman, but Catwoman had to be a good character in my game. And, you know, we, we didn't have a lot of these distractions, so we invented a lot of things. And I have a question, Michael. When you were a little kid, did anybody dare you to do something or did they double dog dare you to do anything? <laughs> double dog dare you. Listen, I, I, I live so many places. I went to three element, four elementary schools. Uh, so there was a lot of moving around. Um, I'm sure somebody at some point did. I, I can't be specific about what it was, but I mean, today I've talked about it on the show all the time. I dare myself to, to, to approach bands and uh, people that don't know me and, I, and, and to sit down to see if they'll let me sit in and play a few songs with them um, wherever I am in the world. And uh, it, it, it's, it's, that's the dare I have uh, that I give myself that I uh, uh, enjoy um, realizing. And as far as back when I was a kid, uh, I'd say, I mean, it's, it's bound to have happened. I just can't be specific. I'm sure somebody dared me to go talk to a, a friend of mine to go talk to that girl or, you know, dare you to ask her out on a date, uh, you know, or go get some ice cream or whatever it was. Uh, I'm just the kind of guy that I know, you know back then I was rather shy. I don't think that mm-hmm. I didn't do it. I don't think I didn't do it. I think I just challenged myself to do it. Someone says, right. hey, I dare you when someone says, hey, I, if someone would say, I dare you, uh, the first thing I would think of is, is this legal? <laughs> you know, <laughs> is this going to get anybody in trouble? Is there any negativity right. involved in this dare? Right? And if it's some negativity involved, then no, of course not. If I'm going to make somebody feel bad or uh, if, there, if somebody is going to have negative feelings uh, emanate from whatever it is I do, no, I'm not going to do it. However, however, you think about it for a moment and you say, okay, I dare you to go do this or go do that. Um, and if there's, if there's no negativity involved, you know, there's a rush. Why not? You know, what have you got to lose? We have to, in my view, train ourselves to, on, on a lower level, uh, uh, through positive dares, to, to take a risk. And then mm-hmm. when it comes to a bigger level, when there's no negativity involved, but a lot more on the line, we, at that particular point, may also feel more comfortable taking a risk, taking a, you know, mm-hmm. going after that dare and realizing it, you know, making a success out of it. I think that's, that's, the, that's the beauty of that, that concept, you know. And mm-hmm. you know, we are called Connect to Love, and love is the biggest dare in the world, in my view. 
you know, relationship connection is 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 could be the biggest there uh, for mm-hmm. for people um, because it involves a lot of different things. It involves you being, you know, vulnerable, opening yourself up to the possibility of rejection, uh, which a lot of people run from like the plague, and in doing so, really don't develop a uh, a, a positive sense of self. Because and the resilience to uh, that that is necessary to really succeed in life from a relationship perspective, relational connection. Not everybody is going to acquiesce to your uh, you know desires. If you want to go out with them, if you'd like to go have uh, uh, go get an ice cream or go get a cup of coffee, talk whatever. You know, we, this is not the world we live in. You know, this, the social media world, there's, there's, there's the kind of dares that exist there are dangerous. And they're from people who don't, we don't even know, which just blows me away how people uh, by influencers get dared to go do ridiculous things that could be dangerous and in many ways are and to someone involved, and they go do them. And mm-hmm. I don't know. It just doesn't make doesn't make a lot of sense to me. It's a, it's a different world than than you and I grew up in when it comes to right. a, a different world. Yeah. No. When we were, you know, we played. I when you got to be an adolescent, you played truth or dare, right? Um, right. Or you had to kiss somebody, right? <laughs> or go in a closet for a few minutes and truth or no, dare. I got, nothing yet. Truth or dare, right? I have not heard that said, in eons. Oh, I haven't heard, I know. Heard, truth or dare. But I would wow. That <laughs> you can play it all over the world, right? So yeah. you know, I think that what it is, I mean, and you think about what it is with dares. And when you're young, you know, when you're first in like first grade or whatever, and you with your group of friends and you just sort of laugh yourself silly, really, because you're like, Oh well, you know, I dare you to eat those worms or I dare you to eat that dirt or whatever it is, right? Yeah, and then, they, yeah. you know, you just laugh and no, 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 no. But there's always somebody because that dare is out there that it becomes irresistible, you know, because it's just that there. And then you get the double dog dare, which I think uh, the phrase, I, you know, I was, I was curious about it because I thought, well, where the heck did that originate? And they said sort of, somebody thought it was like right around the 1900s. And I thought, wow, you know, all of the different things that were out there at that time, you know, pulling your leg or, you know, laughing yourself silly or whatever the, the phrases are. But I think daring is, is a, a pretty, and especially as you put it, in relationship to our connection to love. And and it is maybe even just daring to love ourselves enough to open ourselves up to that, taking that chance. Now, when I was a kid, we used to pass notes and, oh, you know, and then you'd, you'd get all giggly and say, oh, yeah, no, he saw that. I think he likes you. And it is, I think, that it, that I don't know, I'm, you know, I'm not that same age anymore. I'm not six or seven or even ten, whatever. It, it, and so I don't know if kids are still playing those games. I would like to think that they do. And as you said, things have, have changed. But when we dare ourselves, it really uh, it gives us an extra layer of challenge. I think that, you know, there's no shame in backing down whatever it is um, that you're, you're doing in that realm. And as oftentimes, you know, I'm, I'm always inspired. And I, there was a quote that said that risk can be dangerous, but routine can be deadly. Comfort has killed more dreams than daring ever did. And I think that, Daring to dream, daring to love is so important uh, for each one of us. Uh, we have, it's so easy to succumb to fear. And we've talked about that a lot on the show, that how do you overcome that? Uh, you know, we'd like to all have a little magic genie that could take us from point A to point Z. But it doesn't happen like that. You know, we have to go through each step, each growth, every little bit of uh, challenge, hurdle, whatever it is. And a lot of times, daring ourselves is, is it's a very personal journey. I, like you, Michael, I was pretty shy. I was always the new kid. So 
I was the infiltrator at, you know, in different times. It wasn't always at the beginning of the year that I was the new kid. It would be in the middle of the year. And, you know, everybody's got their group. And so, you know, for me, I think I got really good at that, you know, daring to say, can I sit here or daring to say, you know, can I join your game or, you know, do you want to come over and play? All of those things. And, And I learned that resilience of, taking a chance because otherwise I think I would have had a very lonely childhood. Of course. And I know you know that as well. Yeah, you moved a lot like I did. Um, We came across, uh, I I had a lot of very unique experiences, Um, experiences that I know that parents today in in our country, United States, um, just by virtue of, you know, the way parenting goes, I wouldn't have had an opportunity to have done many things that I actually did that weren't necessarily inherently dangerous, but they were exciting. Um, I mean, I grew up, I'll give you a little example. I grew up in a, in a when I was in the Philippines for, for two years. Um, and as you know, when you're on a base, and, 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 and Clark Air Base in the Philippines during the 60s at the height, of, at the beginning of, excuse me, the uh, Vietnam War, uh, it was it was it's like little America. There are thousands of Americans there and families and and kids in the school, in elementary school, high school, whatever. And uh, so you you because we didn't have you know the internet and TV or any of those things didn't have any of that for four years. I had no television uh, in two different countries in there in Taiwan. But when you when you're there, in order to thrive. You thrive via connection to other youth, other kids in school. You, you, you get the kids on base in the housing area. You, you get to know them. You have pickup games of baseball and football and flag football, tackle football, you name it. Um, that's, that's what you do. You thrive via connection. And you learn to thrive via connection. And mm-hmm. as part of that, you have to dare yourself to make friends. You have to get out there, and and otherwise you're, you're going to be by yourself in a country that whose language you don't speak. You know, I mean, it's just the way it is. You're not living on the economy when you're on a base. Uh, I have lived on an economy in a foreign country. It's completely different. However, being on a base, you you have to tap into um, your your and develop strengths to connect with people, and so a lot of that. A lot of what we what we did, uh, my brother and sister and I, is we just we just you know connected with kids in the neighborhood, and we went out and we did things, and we joined. Uh, our parents were very um, into having us uh, engage in sports and other things. We get out on the playground at elementary school, and we would go do cool things like find World War II shrapnel and <laughs> unex- wow bullets, shell casing, amazing. You know, I mean that was. It was. Uh, I mean, that's that stuff is just just rampant all over the South Pacific. There's not an island you can go to that you're not going to find that kind of stuff because the war was fought. World War II was fought everywhere uh, in in the uh, Pacific theater, everywhere, every island. And uh, so we had that. I mean, that's fun. I I came home. I, I I left there with a. I don't know where it is now. I left there with a box of stuff, a box of things that I had found on the playground. And uh, wow. it was really rather, it was really cool. You do it with other kids, you know, you're out, you know, you, you have different interests and different things that you, that you actually do. And, and it's, it's, it's fun to do that. But you, again, you have to, it, it the hinges, the foundation of it all is daring to put yourself out there, daring mm-hmm. to put yourself out there and make a connection, you know. And I know, I know some parents here that I've met that actually do that with their kids, and others that really don't because of fears, fear of who they're going to connect with, who they're going to meet, who, who are their parents, where they live, what are the, all these questions, right? What kind of people are they? You know, you're like, wait a minute, hold on a second. These are kids. We all have to learn how to connect and to decipher our environment is, I think, more relevant, is to understand and get to, get to understand what's right and, what, and what's wrong. So that you you have a sense of self, you have a sense of, of purpose, you have a sense of right or wrong. You develop some ethics and morals about and life philosophies that can take you 
anywhere you want to go. And if you don't have that opportunity, then you're going to, as an adult, put yourself in situations that could be even more dangerous, you know, if you're dared to do things. Because, you know, we, we, want, to, we, we have a, want to connect with people, let's put it that way. But we don't want to connect with people to the extent so badly that we, uh, because of how we feel about ourselves or because of our desire, because we, don't, we never really learned how to do it in, in, our, in our youth, and so now we put ourselves in, dare, in dangerous situations to, just to connect with people, right? Mm-hmm. It does happen. I mean, it, it, it seriously does happen. So there's, there's learning how to be daring in your life is so incredibly important. I'm not a parent. I've never been one. However, uh, I would simply tell <laughs> parents out there, uh, like mine did, they, they allowed us to be daring. They allowed us to go out and um, make mistakes to, if we had an idea, a thought, uh, allowed us to go out and, 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 you know, live or die by doing it, so to speak, not in a, in a literal sense, but um, either succeed or, or, or fail, learn the lesson that needed to be learned from it and talk about it and move on, move forward from it. There was a great quote that you had. Um, can, you, can you tell our audience that quote that you had that was so cool um, about daring? Yeah, it was another thing that came into my feed. It's so interesting. I think sometimes the universe nudges me. I Not even sometimes, it nudges me all the time. So this came across my feed, and it said, dare to begin, dare to try, dare to fail, dare to fall. Dare to dream so big it takes your breath away. Dare to amaze yourself. Dare to say, why the hell not? Dare to spend the rest of your days dancing on the branches and knowing that if they break, you are strong enough to fly. That's living. That's just, wow. That's living. That is living. That is living. That is living. That's all I can say. And to, to do any of those things, if you can be that, exemplify that, your life is going to be incredibly full. And uh, the sense of accomplishment, the sense of self, the sense of purpose, the sense of understanding who you are, um, being comfortable in your own skin, uh, will, um, it, will be, it will be immense. It will absolutely be mm-hmm. immense. I love that. I love that. Yeah, who wrote that? We know it's so interesting because the, the signature was in a cursive that was not very legible because I'd <laughs> like to be able to give this person credit. But I love the idea of, you know, being on a branch. I mean, you think about the, that's really what life is. I mean, we have this, this tree, this tree of life, right? And these branches that extend and some of them, um, you know, are very, very strong limbs. They've been there. They're, I think that could be our support system. It can be things like the show. It's, it's my connection to you. It's that connection to the heart. Um, it's those very strong branches. Those will support you. But sometimes in order to get out to the next limb, we have to, to test it. And, uh, test the you know, it, sometimes, yeah, it is. It, it, and if they break, you know, you watch a little bird. I have had the pleasure of raising little baby birds and that have fallen from the nest and, and, you know, just watching that process and teaching them all the things that they needed to know. And the three that I had the last time, and I basically I took everything out of this bedroom and I ordered worms and got them dirt and everybody said, no, you're not going to successfully raise them. They'll never go out, whatever. And, you know, one day they get their little, they were naked little pink baby robins and then they got their pin feathers and then they got this. And every time I walked in the room, they would, see me as their mother, but I didn't, you know, I wanted to give them that independence. And one day I walked in the room and they were sitting up on the top of my curtain rods and I'm like, Oh, we're getting there. And then I would talk to them about cats and I would tell them about the street and all the things they had to worry about in the world. And I filled up water so I could teach them how to, you know, I dig for worms and find their own food and (laughs) showed them the berries. But one day I was like, you know what? It's, 
it's time. And and I, the night before I opened up the window for them, I I bawled my eyes out. Honestly, I guess like uh, you know, you guys are going to have a wonderful life. And right the next morning, I opened up the window and and the screen and. You know, and when I came back, two of them were gone. One of them was still there. And I said, you know, you can take your time. You don't have to feel like you got to leave right now. But the next day it was gone. And and I get these robins that come into my yard and they chirp at me. And I like to think that they were descendants of the ones that I saved. But it's that same thing, knowing when to let go and allow somebody to fly and follow their dreams. And in my case, it was the baby birds. But, um, yeah, there, there's just so much in that. And, and my mother was a big proponent of that. She always used to say, you've got everything you need. Now go fly. You know, spread your wings and fly. And I really appreciated that about her. And I think that that's, the, as, like you said, I've never parented. But if I, if I did... Um, have children, I would encourage them the, the same. And I would encourage every one of our audience members, if there's something that you want to do, you know, you you test that and know that you are strong enough, know that you have um, what it takes. And there was a, a another quote by Rumi, and this is, and it was right in alignment. And I, it was always remember that you're braver than you believe, stronger than you seem, smarter than you think, and twice as beautiful as you ever imagined. And to that, you know, I would add, you know, strong enough to fly. Um, I love it. And that when you when you dare to do that, you, you absolutely. So, uh, Michael, are there any uh, branches that you've danced on lately or memorable ones that you would like to share that have really taken your breath away? That your life would have been different had you not not dared to do that. Um, interesting, interesting. Um, I recently set up an Etsy shop. So mm-hmm. in, a, in, a, in a couple a couple of months ago, and launched it January one, and that's a branch that I'm walking out on. Um, because it's a, there's a large learning curve with a lot of what's going on. So that's my latest dare to myself uh, to, with regard to um, how it turns out. I have, I have pretty much, you know, when you do things like this, you have to release your attachment to the actual how uh, with relation with regard to the outcome. You know, how is it going to be what you want it to be? And simply focus on the journey and love every minute of the journey. Love what you do. Get mm-hmm. up thinking about it and going to bed thinking about it and loving the the process, the step-by-step process. So in, in, in relation to your question, it'd be like, you know, you see that branch, you see the end of the branch, and you wonder, how far on the branch can I go before I fall? You know, how strong can this branch be? And sometimes, and you, you just basically, you focus on the fear and the doubt, or do you focus on just simply moving, inching your way out? And I'm inching my way out with the belief that um, if the branch decides to uh, not hold my weight, um, I will safely reach the ground and uh, be able to climb back up the tree and get back on the branch <laughs> or a different branch, you know, in the same, on the same tree. And that's, that's the way I, I very much approach it. Um, and we, you know, this is a big dare for me. Uh, big dare. I haven't really done any business-associated things in, in 12 years um, since the last branch that I was on uh, kind of collapsed. And, you know, it's just like, if you if you fall off the horse, you get to get back on the horse. If you if you fall off the jet ski, you know it comes around. You get back on it. You get a choice. Um, you can get on and ride back to the beach and give it a, give you know give it back to the people you rented it from, or you can get out and you can ride and learn how to do it properly, and just so that you stay on. You know, surfing same way. You're going to fall off a dozen times. However, if you fall in love with the process and not the end result. It's going to be a really enjoyable um, journey, really, really mm-hmm. enjoyable. And that's what I do. I fall in love with the bits and pieces um, and don't focus on let – the, let the end result take care of itself. 
let the end result mm-hmm. take care of itself. And I do the same thing. It's interesting. Um, I, I, I haven't had to really, um, relationship-wise, um, connect with somebody new for, uh, from a love interest perspective in, in, in 20 years. However, um, that was exactly the way that I approached uh, relationships about connecting with, with people, love interests, possible potential love interests, whatever. You have to um, fall in love with the various steps that it takes to connect with someone on that level. And friendship is one of them. Can you be friends? That's the one thing that I, uh, the one mm-hmm. question I always ask myself, can we be friends? What is it about this that, that you know, there's obviously the chemical attraction. However, beyond that, Chemical only lasts so long. This is the one thing I've learned in my six and a half decades on this planet. The chemical attraction of, of between two people can only happen. It's only it's only going to last so long, and then you're going to be uh, you're going to wake up one day and those endorphins and, and, and dopamine hits that you've been getting from the the relationship, the connection with that particular person, aren't there anymore. Now you're into everyday living connecting with that person on, a, on an even deeper level. You have that choice. That you're either going to do it or you're not, right? Mm-hmm. So you have to put yourself in a, in a mindset of, from the very beginning, is this somebody I would be friends with? You know, could I be friends with this person? What do we have in common? What do we like? You know, and beyond the chemical connection that's there, it's because otherwise... It will. You'll wake up one day thinking, wondering uh, how you got where you got. You made decisions that weren't based on what you really loved about yourself and your life. And sometimes what happens is you forego what you love to embrace what somebody else loves, right? And in that situation... You're not, you give up part of yourself to be with someone else. And in reality, that's, that's not, that isn't reality. Reality, sooner or later you're going to say, I love those things that I, I did. I love these, the things I'm passionate about that made me feel good about life. I'm not doing them, right? And I need right. to be doing them. And the other person needs to know that you're passionate about those things that you do. And... And either and, and get an opportunity, have an opportunity to yay or nay them. I'm not interested in that. I, that. I'm repulsed by that. I don't have any interest in that. And then you've got to ask yourself, well, if I like this thing, if this makes me feel good about life, and this is, this is what made me feel good enough to want to, 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 to attract this other person, because this is what happens. We know we, we resonate all these positive vibes from engaging in the things that we really love in life. And other people are attracted. You know, like Bashar always says, you know, and, and, and uh, Carol Collins always says the same thing. You have, when you're resonating joy, when you're resonating love, when you're resonating self-love, when you're resonating a love of your life, a love for everything, passion, that is a magnet. You are a magnet for love. You're mm-hmm. a magnet for other people. So people say, wait, 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 how do I get that? How do I get that? Right? How can I be like that? That's... That's what you are. You're like this magnet attracting all this positivity to you. And the beautiful thing is most people don't even realize it. Right. It's beautiful in that they don't realize it. It's not beautiful in the fact that people are attracted to people in a relational connection perspective, and they don't know why they're attracted to them. They're attracted to what they're putting out, but not what's generating it. They don't know what's generating it. I always want to know... Mm -hmm. What's generating it? What's oh, generating that love? What's that joy? What's generating that joy? What's behind it? You know, that person may be a world-class musician, musician or magician. Could be, yeah, whatever. Yeah, sure. You know, I mean, they, they might be, they're doing something that's making them feel good about life, and that's something that you're attracted to. And uh, they're passionate about it. You share that passion. You're attracted to that passion, to the feelings that emanate from that passion, the joy, the happiness. Uh, the, the self-love, and you're going, wow, that's so awesome, right? It's, it's just you cannot help but be attracted by it. And right. where, where we, as a, as a people, generally fail, if there's, is, you can use that word, is to dig deeper 
and discover what's this person doing? What kind of, and I could relate it, bring it right back to daring. That person dared themselves to be, to do, and to have whatever it is that's making them joyful and happy. And I always want to know, what is that? Mm -hmm. I want to know what that is. These are questions we have to start asking of of ourselves. You're right. And I think self-love is definitely a prerequisite for loving other people because when you have that, I have a, a friend of mine that I met actually when I was shopping at a thrift store and I she was so dynamic. I and it's so strange. I, I mean, I said to her, I said, you know, she must have thought like I was a stalker because I looked at her and I thought, this girl is amazing, and I want to know who she is, and I want to be friends with her because I could feel her, and and we're very good friends now. And because I, I and, I, and that's exactly what I said to her when I met her. I said, and it's <laughs> nothing. I just I was so attracted to the person. She is, and, you know, her, just her dynamic. I mean, she's, she's so multifaceted, and I could just feel that. Like, you know, she's a gourmet cook. She cooks the most amazing dinners for her husband every night. Um, I mean, just uh, she's been to, lived in Africa. She's just, I, I mean, just a, a whole ball of fire. I mean, an entrepreneur, you name it. She's not afraid to try anything. But I could feel that about her, and I thought, you know what, this is somebody I would love to have as a friend. Right. And I, and, and it, and it, it just, I was so grateful that she was receptive and I took her out for her birthday a few weeks ago. And that's what I said. I said, you know, you must have thought like I was some nut, <laughs> but I was just, I just, you know, people like that, I think sometimes are very rare and that when you feel that connection, you feel, you know, and in our relationship, I know that she values me as a friend as much as I value her as a friend and that there is something that's bigger than the both of us, that the universe put us together so that who knows what is meant to evolve. And I think in a relationship, if it's even a love relationship, and I'm so glad that you brought up like that self-love, Michael, because a lot of times there's that attraction. You think, wow, he's, he's, he or she is really hot. I want, I want love to connect with them, but they may be like, as in your case, they may be a golfer and you might say, well, oh, sure. Yeah. You know, yeah, I love golf, but you don't really like golf. And so, you know, will you want to go out on the golf course with me? Well, then that person will end up you know, you'll start resenting, you know, you will, why are you going golfing all the time? Well, you, you know, when you met me, you knew that was something yeah. that I was passionate about. Yeah. And, and I yeah. think that there's some discernment in that. And again, the same thing, like even daring yourself, well, yeah, you want to know that person. And sometimes it's just like saying, okay, well, I, I need, you know, I'm refining what I'm looking for in a partner and I can take this aspect and that person, and I appreciate that, but they're not the match for me, so I'm going to dare to let that go so that I can open up to the possibility of finding the person who a, a, is a good match for me rather than yeah, making awesome. two people miserable, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, you, what a great example of of someone who is attracted to the the energy that is derived from someone else's daring so, and, and not really connecting the fact, connecting themselves or drawing a lines or connecting lines between what is making them so amazing as, as an individual, self-loving, confident. It's that golf. It was golf. It was that. It was that thing that they were doing. And, but they, they were... When, they, when you meet somebody like that, like, you, like your friend, you're benefiting and you're attracted to the, the energy that they're putting out from the, the daring, the risks they've taken in their life, the, the, um, the successes that they've had and how they've handled their failures. It's all of that. It's like this whole package of somebody who is pretty amazing. He's gone out and taken life by the, by the hand and, you know, guided it wherever it is they wanted it to go. Um, that's mm-hmm. just, that's beautiful. We have to, that's the thing that I, I, I tell people, you know, it's like exactly what you said. 
<laughs> you know, figure out what the what is causing what's creating that energy, and and revel in the energy and learn something from it. I wrote something while you were watching. Is latching on to other people's daring energy is powerful. Is is can be self empowering if you approach it that way. You know, mm-hmm. other people's daring energy. I'll call it daring energy um, because that's that's what a lot of people have is daring energy. Now, some people are, you know, their daring energy is, is, uh, can be self-destructive, where they mm-hmm. put themselves at risk to the point where, you know, they're adrenaline junkies, right? They're, they're hooked on adrenaline. Not so much the, the, uh, uh, the it's an addiction for them, is, is mm-hmm. what I'm saying. And as I believe it was Carol Collins it's that uh, the teachers that said addiction is not necessarily is not a good thing. You know, it's uh, you got to look at the at the reason why you're doing something, the 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 underlying motivation behind why you are doing something that you're doing. Is it a positive motivation or a negative motivation? And um, uh, people who are adrenaline junkies uh, who have to be out doing something that that puts their life on the line all the time to feel alive uh, that particular motivation can be destructive, self-destructive more than anything else. Connecting with that injury, it's powerful, it's potent, however it can be very self-destructive in the end. And uh, the flame can burn out a little bit too soon by being engaged in that. And uh, so anyway, that's, that's something that uh, there's, always a, there's always two sides to the same, to the same coin. Um, what we are talking about here is the, the daring to live, daring to live mm-hmm. life uh, to its fullest extent and to accept opportunities to take risks that can help you grow in a positive way, that can help you, uh, instead of being a linear growth, being a growth that is, you know, basically takes a giant leap forward. That can happen, and uh, somehow I feel, I, I don't know, I get the sense that, that uh, you know, we, we as souls have intentions, and we're not privy to what those intentions are, and we go off in all these different directions, and when we find ourselves stagnating someplace, it takes a, uh, our, our, our guide or our higher self has to take a cosmic two-by-four and kind of sh- rattle us a bit, uh, shake us out of our um, complacency, you know, and there was something else that you said with regard to um, uh, to daring, with regard to when it came to complacency. I, I wrote it down somewhere, but I know you know what I'm talking about. Well, uh, do you know what I'm talking about? What you said right. before the show started. Please share that with our audience because I think it's brilliant. Um, really, you know, knowing that uh, in your life. It's, you know, it's, it's about taking chances. And I, I truly believe that, you know, in this world, um, we can have everything we want in life. And, and a lot of times we, we want to see ourselves. It's, and I, I see this in so many different things. It's like you want to have that crystal ball so you can see how everything unfolds. And then you miss the magic, right? You right. are on this journey of life and it's what we came here to do. It's what we came here to be a part of. I mean, and as you said, I love it. Cause you, you said musician, but you actually said magician. And, and I like that idea. What if we were all magicians in our, in our lives? We don't know what we're going to pull out of that hat. Um, and I don't remember there was a, 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 fractured fairy tales or something like that where you know they the magician would pull something out of the hat and it would be the wrong thing it wouldn't be a rabbit it would be this and then it would be that and then it would be this and he just kept trying until he pulled the you know pulled the rabbit out of out of the hat i'll just see if i can figure out what that cartoon was i was i loved cartoons when i was a kid and uh but you know you don't know what you're going to pull out and I think that that's part of the thing when you have that that part of your childhood when somebody does double dog dare you. What are the things that are even that you you dare yourself to to become something other than what you are? I mean, it's really easy to get up in the morning and do the same routine because it's safe. 
And it's not easy. And I really applaud you, Michael, because in starting your own Etsy store, there's a lot of learning. And I had, the, I have the same vision, you know, in the same process that, that you are. And it, there's lots of different things that aren't in your wheelhouse or in your skill set. It's done your, the, the business that you've been in for years. It's easy to keep going uh, in that same realm. But to try something new and to say, you know, I'm uncomfortable. I don't know everything. I'm figuring things out. I'm making a mistake here. It's okay. I'm learning. I love myself enough to take that chance, that opportunity. And you're not being reckless. You know, you're not, you know, investing in uh, in a a business that you you, you would be millions of dollars. And you're doing something that, you know, I think I can do this and I'm going to give it a try. And I know that I have to put time in. And you're, you are loving the process, and there's a lot of joy that comes in the small achievements. And I think that every day when you dare yourself to do certain things and you love yourself enough and you have the support of those people that you're connected to, it makes every step a little bit easier. I agree, 110%. I agree, I agree, I agree with everything that you said. We have to. Uh, you know, life begins with daring, and uh, because we, it, it's something that we, because we're, there's so many unknowns out there, we have to figure a way to um, make that choice every single day to move in a new direction or not, to learn something new or not, to in, in, envelop something that something new into our uh, processes that we our routines. Uh, every single day, and if we can do that, um, in my view, there's lots of there's lots of joy that can come from that. There's lots of joy, lots of positivity, lots of joy that can that can uh, uh, emanate, resonate from that. And that's one of the things that that I strive to do. Is if if, if life can be boring if you want it to be boring. Um, however, after a while, uh, you'll find yourself. Uh, you know, just stagnated, and being stagnated is not really the way to live because your soul's not growing. You're not in any way um, expanding on uh, or acting on your your soul's intentions. We we can get so caught up in life that we don't even we can't connect when we're supposed to move in a certain direction. That you know, or we can be so fearful that we don't mm-hmm. move in a direction that is really good for us, that would be really awesome for us, because we doubt and we fear the unknown. We doubt our own our own uh, abilities, and then we also uh, we fear what that holds for us. Thinking about the end result of success or failure instead of uh, the process that's involved in moving through it, and that's one of right. the things that that I, I really, really, really stress more than anything else is to, you know, if you if there's something on the show that we talk about, you know, um, this is to our audience, if it resonates with you, move on it. Take action. Mm-hmm. Because the fact that it resonated with you is a positive signal that, boom, I need to move on this. Is your body tingling? Is it, uh, is it making your, is it warming your, your soul? Is it, you know, whatever it could be doing, um, and uh, is it make you smile? That those are key signs of that you should be moving in the direction of whatever it is that you that you encountered. You know, if you have that opportunity, adopt it as something for yourself. Adopt it, uh, weave it into your own existence, and and move forward. That's your moving forward. Be open to mm-hmm. new information and ideas. And that's the way that that's that's what living is about in my book. Um, oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, it's and we, and you know, daring to dream. We you know we talk about this a lot. I mean, when you have a dream, and and I think that, and, and I'm a very vivid dreamer, and I think that my my life has been a series of that. You know, like oh well, I'd like to try that, and I think I can do it, and I just 
give it a whirl. I don't know exactly how it's going to unfold. And I love to, to treasure hunt. And I think that that's part of dreaming. You gather all of these little pieces of, of whatever it is, whether it's the people that are part of your life, part of your journey. Um, and you know, we don't ever know where it's going to lead. I think that you know, when you, I just saw the, the sweetest little video. It was about a, it was a, a woman who was uh, commenting on the fact that she finally got her husband to read one of the books that she wants. She's like so absorbed in, and and she said something like, "I'm watching my husband read the last pages," and he he she captured him like putting the book down and just going wait, wait, I didn't want it to end. I didn't want it to end. Yeah. She goes, welcome to my world. And yeah. I thought to myself, how many times, you know, and you, you, when you open up the pages of a book, you're expecting to see words, but you don't know where that journey is going to take you. No. Right? No. I mean, and sometimes no. some people like to read the end of a book. I can, I can never do that. It would drive me nuts. Uh, but when you go on that journey and you envision in your mind what those characters look like and the things that you go through, and, and there are books like that that I I just, I've read over and over and over again because I didn't want them to end and I wanted to go back into that thing. But your life can be like that. You know, why not want to live every day connected with people who are loving and share that with the world and bring that out to to everywhere, you know, with your smile, whatever it is. I mean, imagine that. If you were writing the pages of your book, what would yeah. be unfolding? And you you don't know. No, you don't. A lot of it is is uh, going to unfold based on what your own think- thoughts are. As we both know, and we say this all the time, that our reality is created by our thinking. The reality we experience is uh, a product of our own of our own thought processes. Um, our own inner conversations, our own perceptions about ourselves and, and what we're capable of and life in general. Um, so a lot of it, a lot of it is, uh, it's not really, in my view, technical. It's just, hey, be very cognizant of what you're thinking and what you're saying about yourself and your life. And when you see opportunities, uh, be aware of the questions that roll through your mind. Are those questions fear-based, doubt-based? Or are they uh, questions that are expansive and mm-hmm. uh, about how can I, what can I learn from this? How, would it, how can this impact me? You know, can I, you know, how much, how much joy can I get from doing this? You know, it's interesting because Bashar said, um, and I mentioned this before, but that David Anka said that the, of, of Bashar, the, the, the being he, he, uh, he channels something very, very profound, and that is that... <laughs> What ex- discover what excites you on a smaller scale and a larger scale and just keep doing that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's, whatever passion you have, follow that passion to the end of whatever, whatever that end is. And because the feeling that you get from it will open up doors that will help you experience uh, those same feelings where you can, uh, you know, other things you can become passionate about as well. It's, it's interesting that and when you start, I, 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 that was so profound. I listened to that when I walked, and I said, "Yes, it's amazing." You know, it's it's like mm-hmm. how many people would love to be doing something, however, they've talked themselves out of it because they they don't think they'd be good at it. They don't think they, they something they could really sink their teeth into, but they're concerned about the end game. You know, what if I what if I do this and waste all waste a year doing it? It's not the way to think. The way to think is to, if you're passionate about something, just simply jump into it. If you want mm-hmm. to pick up a brush and start painting, and you do, and it makes you feel really awesome, do more of it. Everything bleeds into everything else. The way you feel about painting ble- will bleed into your relationship life. It'll bleed into your family life. It'll bleed into everything else, There's the relationship with friends. And one of the things that, that I find that's really most amazing about this is that uh, we, you know, like attracts like, of course. So when it comes back, comes to daring, here's the question we have to ask ourselves. If we are a daring individual, if we dare to do things, are we attracting people into our lives that are also that way, that dare or take a, 
you know, take a jump out on a dare, jump out and take a risk, um, small, medium, large, whatever. If we are like that, if we're really truly like that and we're not, you know, uh, it's not window dressing for us, uh, something we wish we could be doing, but we're actually doing it, it'll make us feel a certain way and it'll bring other people into our lives who, who operate on that same level. A good question to, to, to ask. And other people who aren't on that same level will, will fall away from us. I always find that interesting. Everyone in my life knows that. You know, I know that, that everybody in my life, that they're, they're exactly like that. They, they take chances. They go out and take risks. They write music and, and, and see um, if there's a creative thought that goes into their mind, they do it. You know, and whatever it is that they have, guy, a friend of mine down the street set up a. He like he likes F1 racing, so uh, he got himself the whole setup, F1 racing setup, and he does it. He does it a little bit every day. Set up a golf hitting area in his garage. He loves that. You know, he's off doing stuff. And <laughs> and I look at this and I go, wow, this is kind of cool. I love the way he just he just you know if he decides to you know he's a musician as well, so he'll spend some time if he gets a thought. He goes and spends time in the studio and runs it through to its final conclusion. And that's really it. It's not about whether you carry it on for a lifetime. It's about if you get, become passionate about something, just go after it. Just do it. And let the feelings, the good feelings, flow from it. And when it's over, it's over. <laughs> that's it. It could be mm-hmm. a week. It could be a month. It could be a year. It could be ten years. You know, I don't sit around and play my drums every day. I'm very passionate about playing. However, I have so many passions that I don't do them all, do all of them all the time. And it's, but when I sit down on that set, I love playing and I, I enjoy it. And then I won't play again for several weeks. And then I sit down on it and play two days in a row, three days in a row. And that's pretty much the extent of it. I don't feel guilty about not playing. I've played all my life. I've had many ex- joyful experiences. But that's it. Same thing about golf. I've played three times in the last two and a half months. Weather, looking at this, learning something from this uh, Etsy shop, learning about how to create it. And, I mean, the, the passion just kind of shifts and changes. Um, it's not that I don't, you know, want to play golf. I did last week. It was fine. It was great. I had a, good, had a wonderful time. And this is what we do. It, it, it's... We somehow cover ourselves into thinking that, you know, I, this, is, this is me, defining ourselves by this one thing, when really we don't know what our soul's intentions are. Again, we don't know what they are. There may be something else that comes along that we're made aware of that is a track that is interest, of interest to us, makes us feel a certain way, a very positive way inside, a little tingly, and we go after it, or we don't. In some cases, people don't go after it because it may be a little bit, you know, for them, their belief system may have it being out there a little bit. You know, that Samari conversation kind of fell into that category for, you know, you go for this or you don't go for it. Right. You know, it, it's, it, but it's cool, you know, and, and the beauty of it is that nobody else has to know what you're doing. It's all you. It's what you do, what you decide to do. You're mm-hmm. passionate about something. You don't have to share it with the world on social media and, and get a collective uh, uh, okay, that's great, why don't you do that? Because other people aren't aware of what, how you feel. They don't know what excites right. you. Right? Oh, no. Uh, you're 100% right, Michael. And I think that you're, it's so important uh, to dare to take the first step on your journey and remember that it's your journey. Not anybody else's journey. You get one life in this body and whatever it is that you want to do. I, I really, I've, I've never in, in any of the relationships that I, I've been in, I never held anybody back from what it was that they wanted to do because I get it. There's things that I, I just feel compelled to. Like if, and, and I, I saw a comedian the other day, and he was saying how in your 20s, you're like, some of your friends are like, yeah, let's go out. You're like, yeah, yeah, I don't even know where we're going, but yeah, let's go out. And then he said in your 30s, you're like, well, you know, I'll go out, but, uh, you know, I'm going to drive. And then when you're in your 40s, it's like, nah, I don't want to go out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it, it just made 
made me laugh. Like it was such a silly thing, but I could relate to that because I think as you grow and you become more self-aware and, and maybe it does come with age. Maybe it's not just like being in that childhood game on the playground where you're being dared to do something. You're actually, you get to the point where, no, you know what, I, I this feels right to me. And no, you know, not so much because there's these other things that I would rather be doing. And having enough self-love to know that that's okay, yeah. that your friends will still be there and the people that you still, that love you will still be there if you're not available because guess what? I've got to do this thing that's important to me. Yeah, you're doing and, something that's important to you. Yeah, again, right, again. And daring to know that truth. I would I would be very suspect of anyone in my life, any connection that was that poo pooed anything that I thought about doing. You know, I'd be like, oh, where's that come from? You know, because they're not, they don't understand. It, it, we, again, we're attracted to people who are are like us. However, we're always mm-hmm. con- we're continually evolving, and our passions are changing. Our focus is changing. Our intentions are changing. All this is like a big moving target. There is the end game has there has is frayed in the in the million different directions, and so what what is of interest today may but may not be of interest six months from now. Something else right. might have might have come in there because we we again have we have intentions for this life. We have intentions. Mm-hmm. Our soul has intentions. And these are growth intentions. These are ascension intentions. They are, um, they are what we've decided to, uh, this life is about. And to get caught up in something that is completely and totally irrelevant to that, you can do. However, you're only going to be doing it for, for so long because it, sooner or later you're either going to get the fact that, that something is going to cross your path that's going to remind you, that's going to resonate with you, uh, that is t- totally and completely away from what you've focused on, right? And mm-hmm. that thing is, is it's there for a reason. It's there for a purpose. And you, you have to pay attention to how you feel about things and what your, what, your, what your thought processes are and how your body is reacting, how your mind is reacting, how you're feeling to say, oh, wait a minute, I'm going to pay attention to that thing over there. You know, that thing now, that was of interest to me. And if you turn around and tell somebody else, and they poo-poo your idea, and you're just literally not paying attention to yourself. You're paying attention to somebody who doesn't really know you. They don't know how you feel. Other people are never mm-hmm. going to know how you feel. I don't care how much you, how, how well you explain it. They're never going to understand how you feel. When your hand is, is shaking and tingling, when your, your legs, you get this tingle all over your body or down your left leg or your right leg, you know, and your heart starts racing or, you know, whatever it may be, you, when you pay attention to those things in relationship to how you feel in relationship to what you're encountering and, and the new things that you're exposed to, you're going to get a sense of which direction you're supposed to move in. And sometimes, you know, it was really interesting. <laughs> I don't know about this, what this is about this, but there was another young lady I sent you a video of, I think last week, that was a, a channel for somebody else, Pleiadians or something, but... She said she she talked about how she became a channel, a channeler, and 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 how she was so afraid to tell her kids and her husband, mm-hmm. and everybody else, because of what they would think about her. Because you know it's so out there. Yet this was something that she felt so strongly about, and she went on with it. She went in that direction, and <laughs> what happened is. Unfortunately, the people that that she was around, her husband especially, it didn't, and other friends in her life, uh, including her own rest of her own family, it didn't resonate with them. To them, they were all in their little square box of beliefs, and they couldn't embrace that thing that she felt so passionate about, that she felt so strongly to move in the direction of, so to speak, right? And and mm-hmm. how often does this occur? It couldn't. It, that was just one example. So she and her husband ended up, they ended up splitting. He became a, has been, um, unfortunate that he couldn't embrace what it was that she was resonating, the direction that she was moving in. Um, some people in relationships, when they, when 
you know, male or female, one partner or the other decides, uh, you know, hey, um, I, I'm threatened by the, by the direction you're moving in because that direction doesn't include me. doesn't mean it can't include you. But this is the this is the shame of, of of relationships in my in my view because if people are open to just accepting what somebody else is is what's resonating with someone else what passion new passion or otherwise uh, why be suspect you know why be why be right. doubtful why throw why throw water on their fire you know we just we don't know we're not privy to what anybody's right. mission is here in life <laughs> you know I say it all the time and I I practice what I preach I don't tell anybody what I do. I do it because I enjoy it, and um, it's not a threat to anything or anyone, and uh, it makes me feel really joyful. And I understand that I'm moving in a direction that makes me feel good. Uh, this is what we have to do. So beautiful. Dare yourself to feel good. Hey, there you go. A hundred percent, Michael. I knew I would you wrap know, this so right back around to the dare again. I mean, oh, when I was doing all limbs, I came back. Did. Oh no! So you know, I mean, I'm, I know, and here, here we are. Our, our time just seems to just fly by, and so I, I'm just going to leave our audience because you just wrapped everything up so eloquently with just one double dog dare: discover something new this week, discover a new heart to love, a new friend to make, uh, a new something, whatever it is, to wonder at. And uh, so I double dog dare you, and uh, oh, yeah. I'm going to give myself that challenge too. <laughs> Me too. Let's do that. Yeah. Keep yeah, doing that. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Thank you.